The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to Brutal Nation for the Wednesday episode, which is my day to present. Dun, da, da, dun. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, right across from me is the one, the only, the currently looking at her cell phone. Tammy, the Sasquatch Underwood. Say hi, Tam. Hi, everybody. I was looking at those memes you sent me. I just now looked at them. You're so fucking stupid. The Marie Antoinette 10-year challenge. Fuck off, dude. You should be shot. Those are fucking hilarious, man. That one was, like, deprived. <coughs> Anyways, hi, everybody. <laughs> be glad Scott doesn't have your phone number. You would get fucking stupid-ass memes. I love those ones, man. All right, so today I'm going to do one that's actually a little bit more recent. It's called the Delphi Murders. I ran across this by accident. It's an unsolved. Mm-hmm. So here's my opening thoughts, because I know everybody really wants those, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, of course. In this day of age, in this day and age, most of us are on social media. That's how we keep in contact with our friends and our family. It's also become a vital part of how we do business today, including in mine. Our podcast has run ads on a few social media platforms in an attempt to boost our our listenership. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the question that I want you all to really think about. Do you really know who's behind the screen on social media sites such as Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat? If you are if you're a blogger, do you really know the person who's responding to your post? I'm not talking about your friends and family. If my mom or my mom or, or, or my brothers post on my page, then of course I know who they are. Well, barely, but okay. Um, <laughs> I knew I'd get a laugh out of that one. <laughs> that also goes for my friends that I know in person. I was born in 1973, so growing, so as I grew up in the 70s through the early 90s. Um, oh, so I grew up through the 70s and into the early 90s. Duh, fucking reading's hard. It was the early 90s that I saw the emergence of social media. Does anybody else remember AOL, America Online? MySpace! <laughs> As time went on, we, are, we arrived at where we are today. No, I'm not going to go into the evolution of social media, because I'm not that tech savvy. Now, I'll tell you what, I still know some people who have AOL emails. It's like, really? I've seen that come across a few times. Like, like at AOL.com. Like, really? God damn, dude. That's some ancient shit going on there. Let me guess. You don't have Facebook, but you have a MySpace page, right? <laughs> God damn. I've never had MySpace. I did. I like MySpace better, actually. All right. Let's talk about the murders. On Monday, February 13th of 2017, at about 1.30 p.m., 13-year-old Abigail Joyce, and she went by Abby Williams, and her 14-year-old friend, Libby, uh, Libby German, were dropped off. The first by... one was 13, you said? Yes. Okay. I'm just trying to. Okay. They were dropped off by Libby's uh, older sister, Kelsey German, on uh, County Road 300 North, east of Hoosier Heartland Highway. So the girls were going to go hiking on the Monon High Bridge over Deer Creek along uh, among wood, among the woodland in remote Deer Creek Township. Which is in Indiana. I want people to know that. You yeah, I'm sorry. That. I should have said yeah. that's in Indiana. Jesus Christ. In Indiana. The understanding was that 
They were to meet Libby's father at about 3.15 in the afternoon where they get exactly where they'd been dropped off. And he, he's going to pick him up. Take uh-huh. him home. Between 2.07 p.m. and 2.10, Libby posted a photo of the bridge that they were walking on and another picture of Abby walking on the bridge. Okay. Okay. So we're good there, right? Mm-hmm. After this, they weren't heard from ever again. They reported missing at 5.30 p.m. after they didn't show up at 3.15. Okay. The families uh, initially started to search for the girls uh, by themselves. Just this them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before they called the cops. Wow. So authorities being two missing young teenage girls, right? They were quick to search the area. Well, yeah. Um, and they didn't initially suspect foul play in the disappearance. They figured out oh, maybe they just ran off. Which it happens. Well, we saw that in the fucking um, who was that? Oh, the um, coral murders that the uh, cops yeah. thought they, they were just runaways. Yeah, it was runaways, right? Yeah. Well, that changed, however, when they found the uh, the bodies of the girls were found at noon the next day. Wow! About a half a mile east of the uh, the that abandoned bridge, the mm-hmm. the Monon Bridge. The bodies were found on the north bank of Deer Creek. Okay. So, so police hadn't re, re, uh, hadn't released any details of the, of the girls' murders. Um, as as early as February fifteenth, two thousand seventeen, Indiana State Police began circulating uh, an image uh, of an individual reportedly seen uh, on the. Monon High Bridge Trail. Okay. You can't read. It's too bright. Uh, and that's where, that's pretty close to where the two friends had been killed, right? Right. So the grainy photo uh, appears to have captured a Caucasian male, hands in his pockets, walking on the bridge towards the girls. Now, how we're, we'll get into how they got the picture in just a moment. Okay. Just reading through everything that. You want to backtrack, okay. circle, or? Uh, of course, man. Quentin Tarantino all the way. Dude, if people don't know that you circle, you do. <laughs> so anyway, um, the, the he was walking uh, on the rail of the bridge, mm-hmm. heading towards where these girls were. A few days later, the person in the photograph was named the prime suspect in this double homicide. Ooh. On February 22nd, law enforcement released an audio recording where the voice of the suspect, through some degree of muffled sound, is heard to say, down the hill. Actually, he said, okay, guys, and then you hear muffled, and then down the hill. Um, it, was at this, uh, it was at this that the news conference that the officials credited the source of the audio and the imagery to Libby's smartphone. That's one of the victims. Right. And they re- they regard her as a, as a hero, and I do too, for having the, the the uncanny foresight and the wherewithal to actually record this exchange, right? In secret, in secret. So she recorded him while he was walking, and then dropped it into you know into, into her, her pocket. pocket. Yeah. Recording. Police indicated the additional evidence from the phone had been secured, but uh, they didn't release it so as not to compromise any future trial. Some of the information on the phone, right? Okay, we're good. By this time, the, a reward had been offered, uh, and it was forty-one thousand dollar reward. 
Okay. So that way they can find the dude, right? On July on July seventeenth, officers distributed the, the the sketch of someone who, at the time of the investigation, was sought as a person of prime interest in the murders. Okay. It had been apparent. It had apparently been drawn by police from an, from eyewitnesses uh, to a certain hiker of the Delphi. Delphi Historic Trails on the day that the girls had vanished. That's why it's this, this is called the Delphi Murders. Right. I got that. In case our listeners didn't, if they were all drunk like you. I'm not drunk yet, <laughs> bitch. So on April 19th of 2019, Indiana State Police announced a new direction in the case. On behalf of the state police and a multi-agency uh, task force, Superintendent Doug Carter released more material a few days later in a press conference held on April 22nd. Okay. The new material indicate, uh, included a short video recorded in which the blue jean jacketed suspect had been seen walking along the rail of the bridge for a little over about a second. So Carter states that because the, degrad- uh, the deterioration, the deteriorated condition of the bridge the suspect wasn't walking naturally because you know he's looking down at the railroad ties so he didn't right. fall a lot of them are rotted and shit like that an updated sketch of the suspect was also unveiled um, as well as a extended version of the audio recording in in which a slight rise in the suspect's voice can be detected as he utters the words as I said guys then crackling and the phrase, down the hill. Okay. Law enforcement further explained that the previously released sketch showing uh, an older man with a goatee and cap is now considered a secondary suspect. Uh, by contrast, the clean-shaven individual of the newly revised composite is the primary sketch of the prime suspect. Okay. So, any hoosies. Okay, wait. So somebody took that grainy video. That was Libby. So what Libby no, did was no. I'm saying to draw the composite. Yeah, but you really can't see it. if you look at the video. I was just say because I've seen that picture, and you really can't. It's blurry and right. But apparently there were some eyewitnesses that had seen somebody walking the trail. Oh, okay. So that makes more sense then. Yeah. Got it. That's what I understood. Got it. And they said, hey, he might have looked like this. But, I mean, seriously, you tell how somebody looks with a fucking ball cap on and sunglasses and shit like that? Yeah. If they're not making direct eye contact? Exactly. But they're not looking up. And that video is so blurry. Right. That it may, I don't get it. But go ahead. Please say that this person is in the region. I love this. Between 18 and 40. That's a fucking age range there. But, yeah, but, but also said that his youthful appearance could make him look younger than his true age. Okay. Investigators revealed that they had a reason to believe that the suspect might as well might well be hiding just right in plain sight. And I actually saw the press conference where the oh, I believe person it. said that, um, and that the person is almost certainly familiar with the area of Delphi. Which makes sense. You, you know, people choose their normal hunting grounds. Oh, yeah. Like they choose they're areas they're very familiar with. That isn't in close proximity to their home, usually. Right. And that goes on from what I read, you know, of uh-huh. course, whether from living there or working there. <coughs> <coughs> 
An additional plea was made for help in identifying the driver of a vehicle left abandoned on the Hoosier Heartland Highway in Delphi at the former child services office between noon and 5 p.m. on the day of the murders. Okay. A few months ago, and this is this is really relevant. This was a few months ago from now, from from now, like past, right? Mm-hmm. And this is uh, anyway. A few months ago, the police arrested a man by the name of Keegan Anthony Klein. Okay. So the current theory is that there's a link between Klein and the death of the girls. Police arrested Klein, and he faces thirty charges, including child um, exploitation, possession of child porn. And obstruction of justice, but they always throw in the obstruction of justice one. Just, that'll end up getting dropped. Oh, of course. Klein's deal was that he would catfish young girls on social media. As I understand it, Klein created a fake profile using the name Anthony Schatz. He used a picture of a good-looking young male model. Okay. He'd find girls on Instagram and then have them switch over to like Snapchat. Okay. That's where he would convince them to send him pictures and talk to him. Okay. I would assume racy pictures with child porn, right? I would assume. Or, like, yeah. The question that came up from looking at Keegan Klein for me is, why don't the police just go to the social media providers and get the record of Klein's usage, as well as Abby and Libby's? Right. That question took a bit for me to answer. But here's why. There's actually a reason. Most social media companies are based out of California, and California just passed two privacy laws, which make it very difficult to gain access to social media records. This is true. Uh, from these companies. There we go. Um, the other reason is that social media companies really don't need to keep records if they choose not to. With that said, even if the police and FBI obtain a subpoena, that would require them to give them access to the records. Um, if you don't have them, you don't keep them. Can't give them over, right? Yeah. Well, and I've heard that in other cases too. That like Facebook and Google and shit, even AT and T, and they won't give out information like that. Right. They won't help shit. But with the social media outlets, they're not really required to store it. To store it. Yeah. So if you if you don't store it. And they come at you with a subpoena. Well, I can't give you what I don't have. Yeah, that's true. You can subpoena me all day and all night. Well, yeah, and that's true, too. And it wasn't the video on Snapchat. It was. Which Snapchat is known to erase shit after, what, two minutes or something? Something like that. Yeah. That's why it's Snapchat. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just. So I can't really. We can't really fault them. No. Obviously. So. And we're going to follow this one closely as it keeps on going. This is just a teaser. Yeah, because it's still ongoing. It's ongoing. We have to keep remembering to check. And here's kind of maybe a conspiracy theory, but maybe not. But here's my thought on it. I'm having a hard time believing that Keegan Klein is the guy who killed Abby and Libby. However, I know the picture that I painted of Klein, of Klein, but hear me out because he's a child pornographer. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. I won't Cl- judge. Klein's a child porn guy, right? Yeah. He also lures girls so that he can talk with them, and I assume that he's getting them to send them naked pictures, right? right. That makes sense. Right. And knowing that, I'd assume that sex is central. Mm-hmm. And I'm ask- I am ask myself, 
why would somebody want child porn? The answer is sex. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Okay. Albeit, as far as we know, he hasn't molested any children. Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah, there's no indication. Exactly. A side note is that when I saw Klein's mugshot, I noticed that he was wearing a uh, local 685 shirt. I looked up that union, and it's a union for automobile and aerospace and agricultural implement workers. So he would know the area. Yes. But I've got other theories. Just bear with me. No, I'm listening. They're located out of Kokomo, Indiana. That's about 45 minutes from Delphi, Indiana. It raises the question of if Klein worked for the union, what did he do? True. You know, if he's just working in a shop somewhere that's not in Delphi. Right. That gives me a different perspective on it. True. You know, but I put, but did he work on a farm, for example? Because there's lots of farms that are close to where the girls' bodies were found. True. Just curious. So when the bodies were examined by the coroner, they found that the girls had not been sexually assaulted okay and the and only one of the girls was found naked but she wasn't sexually assaulted but not sexually assaulted oh that tells me something and that's what rang my bell with this Klein. Mm-hmm. that got me thinking about how child killers and child molesters evolve in their crimes mm-hmm. what i've noticed is that it's a progression uh, and it comes to people. Uh, it comes to people like Klein should go. When it comes to people like Klein, it should go like this. Number one, touching kids and or child porn. Right. Okay. It starts off small, molestation. Mm-hmm. Then molestation with a combination of murder. Mm-hmm. That is a normal progression. Completely. You know, that's not out of the ordinary or anything like that. Right. The question that I'm left asking is if Klein did in fact kill Libby and Abby. Uh huh. Why didn't he molest them? True. I mean, there you are. You have two victims right there. Why wouldn't you live out your sick fantasy? For me, it doesn't fit the normal evolution of what we've seen in the past. Can Can I interject something real quick? Yeah. He might have actually fondled the one that the clothes were missing and took the clothes away because they had DNA evidence on them. I thought about that, too, but you would think you're there, you're in a secluded part of the woods, and they didn't say if she, if they found out she was fondled. They, de- they definitely said that neither one of them were sexually assaulted. Right, but they wouldn't know if she was fondled. They could have found stuff in their inner cooch or something. I don't want to say that. No, that's rude. I'm sorry. No, because but, this is no, on a, in her vaginal cavity. Right. However, if he was wearing gloves during the thing or whatever, as long as he didn't inflict trauma. Oh, no. You got to look at the picture of this dude. This dude here looks like he's in his mom's basement playing video games all day. Oh, uh, like. yeah. Well, then, but then he'd know because, you know, this is what Maybe. we do. He, all he has <laughs> is a fucking computer. He's probably, he probably has some sick fucking podcast about serial killers. And, oh, wait a minute. That's. That's us. That's us. Never mind. Yeah, dude. Stop it. You're fucking giving away our fucking everything. So is Klein guilty in the court of public opinion, or did he really do it? I'm thinking that they that they have the wrong guy when it comes to the death of the girls. Yeah. We've seen this time and time again where someone is arrested and the news outlets try to make them uh, fit the, uh, the crime. Yeah. The arrest fit the crime. Um, it makes for good news, though. Lots of entertainment. Right. 
In this case, I have several persons. They, they, they had several persons of interest. And I feel like the police were really grasping at straws in an attempt to solve this case. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. And when I say several, I mean a ton. We have Paul Etter, uh, and he was wanted for kidnapping and the rape of a 26-year-old woman on June 22nd in Tippecanoe County. Tippecanoe! And five days later, um, Etter was surrounded by police, and after a five-hour standoff, he died by suicide. But here's my problem with Etter, okay? Yeah, I'm If he was a suspect. He was wanted for the assault of a 26-year-old woman. That's an adult. Exactly. Typically, from what we've, we've seen, seen, yeah, that's not in his victim. That shouldn't be in his victim profile. I'm not saying it, it's impossible. No, only if you were killing when he was that age. Did yeah. you progress? I mean, if you kill somebody in your age group, yes. you usually progress to kill people in your age group still. Right, which but, that would make sense, right? Yeah. So the next one is Daniel J. Nations, a registered sex offender from Indiana, and he was arrested in Woodland Park, Colorado. Uh, on September of two th- in September of 2017, and the charge was uh, threatening a stranger on a monument trail with a hatchet. Okay. The ex- uh, the expired Indiana plates on the car that Nation was driving that's what was noticed by the cops, and he was uh, discovered. Uh, outstanding warrant. Uh, and then they found you know he had the outstanding warrant uh, under his name. Okay. And it says, fanning public uh, speculation still further, it was reported that a bicyclist had been fatally shot on that same trail, on the okay. Monument Trail. Um, and that was a, about the same time that uh, Nations was uh, reportedly terrifying passersby, you know, with his He's hatchet. the guy from Colorado Ooh. that they took back. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure I have the right person. An El Paso County Sheriff. El Paso. El Paso. From uh, New York City. I think about the fucking Pichicani sauce. That's what I think Yeah, about. I know, me too. Anyway, an El Paso sheriff, because it has to be a sheriff, spokesman told reporters that, however, many similarities... <laughs> or a Texas Ranger. That's right. That's a Walker, Texas Ranger. However, while there's many similarities there uh, that were between the cases, he was not at liberty to disclose them. Since Indiana investigators didn't want any information being released. Which okay. makes sense, right? But then there's another suspect. Oh, no, there isn't. This is about nations again. Never mind. There is further down, but okay. we're not going to get into all of them because we're kind of running behind schedule today. Your fault. It is. So on January 5th of, eight, of 2018, Nations was sentenced to three years of probation for threatening members of the public in Colorado. However, he wasn't released since he had an active warrant out on him back in Indiana. Right. So on January 24th, Nation, Nations was transferred back to Indiana and uh, on unrelated charges, by the way, and failure to uh, register as a sex offender. Okay. In early February of 2018, authorities said that Nations was no longer considered an active person of interest in the Delphi murders. Okay. This is my favorite one right here. Thomas Bruce, who was a former, he formerly worked at a pastor in charge of, uh, he was charged in the uh, fatally shooting one woman and sexually assaulting two others. 
Okay. After having ordered them at gunpoint into the back of his Suburban. Into the back room of... Oh, I'm sorry. At gunpoint into the back room of his Suburban St. Louis shop. I was going to say, how do you have a back room in a Suburban? Duh. Reading's hard. I need some hooked on phonics. Anyway, he had a religious shop in St. Louis, and he forced him in the back at gunpoint, right? To rape him and kill him. Um... Anyway, he committed, he committed this crime in broad daylight in November 19th of 2018. Mm-hmm. These crimes put Bruce in the spotlight of the press. They're like, hey, look at this guy. You know, he's saying praise Jesus, but he's like shooting, fatally shooting women and raping them. Yeah. Because, you know, fucking Christians. Some know that, that his being uh, a similar structure to what the picture was, a five foot seven to five foot nine inches tall, uh, to the current suspect. Uh, description of the Delphi sling. So he's pretty close and, you know, yeah, fitting that description. That age range. So they're like, ha ha, we got him. <laughs> also, and this is what I think is stupid, he was wearing a flat cap and a navy blue jacket during this attack. So that obviously makes him a suspect because nobody else wears that shit. Yeah. They got a cowboy hat. I wear a cowboy hat, so I'm also looking for fat fuckers with cowboy hats. Yeah, but you don't have a navy blue jacket, so... You're safe. Do I? Don't I? No, I don't. Huh. As I was gonna say, I've seen all most of your clothes. So, Indiana State Police uh, did look into the possibility of connection in November, and on December fourth, Bruce was charged with no fewer than seventeen felony counts related to the St. Louis case, and could receive the death penalty. But nothing with the Delphi one. But he was a suspect. And we have other ones. We have uh, Charles Elwidge. And... Well, see, and that's what bothers me is because I told you that I was watching this documentary and this officer said, you don't want to go hauling in a bunch of suspects because that fucks up the prosecution case in the long run because it offers reasonable doubt to the defense. Right. And that's exactly what they did, though. They kept on saying, oh, it's this guy. It's this yeah, guy. And so I understand. They totally fucked up. I totally understand that they want to solve the case. Right. You know? Uh, it's just fucking ridiculous. So anyway, I've got another note here. It says, uh, on April 27th of 2021, Indiana State Police detectives, uh, detective named James Bryant called uh, Chadwell the second, and it, a as a new person, did they add him? What the hell? State Police named. Oh, as a new person of interest in the Delphi murders. That's that uh, James Bryant Chadwell. Oh, okay. This case is still ongoing. I want to remind everyone that Keegan Klein has not been linked to these murders. I'm not saying that he's not a sick person. I'm right, just, he's a child porn guy, right? Right. Okay. I'm just saying that he shouldn't be tried for crimes that he should be cr- tried for crimes that he actually did, and not for ones that he didn't do. If they can oh, prove right. that Klein is indeed the killer, then that's another thing altogether. True. All right. I'm closing this episode with a PSA. I'm listening. I was waiting for you to listen. Good. For the first time. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) In this day of social media, there are a lot of predators out there. There are sick people who are looking to take advantage of your kids and harm them. It's no longer a time of being afraid of them taking candy from strangers or getting into a stranger's car. Yeah. While that's still... Something that you should warn kids about, the bigger threat is online. Right. 
that faceless, virtually anonymous person that's behind the monitor, phone, or tablet that's talking to your kids. Are, are your kids talking about someone who's age or talking to somebody who's age appropriate, or is it a person that they're chatting with, really a predator that's out there to harm them? It's time to stop trying to be the cool parent. You can be friendly with your kids as well as loving to your kids, but uh, still, yeah, you need to be nosy. Uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah, when it comes to what they're doing online. I know that it's not the first time that most of you have heard this uh, same thing. Although, we're all, we all know that we should be aware of, of everyone that are... God, I'm just stumbling today. Although the, I know that we should be aware of everyone that our kids are talking to, a lot of parents fail to do so. I recommend that you have uh, a child that is an at-risk age. You should know their passwords. Totally. I, yeah, when my son was little, I knew all of his passwords. I could get onto any of his social media. I checked his phone regularly. Oh, yeah, you know. So, yeah. yeah, if you have a kid that's at an at-risk age, you fucking have all their passwords. Oh, totally. And know who they're talking to. Yes, your kids might not like it much, but I'm pretty sure that they'll like it less if they get raped, molested, or killed. Pretty sure they're going to like that a hell of a so lot So are less. you, obviously. Yeah, and, so, and as a parent, yeah, so are you. You're going to be like, oh, my yeah. God, I wish I would have done blah, blah, blah. Totally. So what's your thoughts on this shit? I agree with you that the police are grasping at straws and I understand their desire to solve this case. It deserve, I mean, the families and the victims deserve it, but don't try it to the detriment of the case. Right. And if you look at the pictures of this Klein guy, this uh -huh. Keegan Klein, like seriously, he looks like, you would think a movie pervert would look like. Yeah. Looks greasy and fat and just, you know, kind of like a comb over thing going on. You look at him and go, oh, yeah, no, that's a that, that that's somebody who's jerking off in the basement. That, that's what the fuck that yeah, is. Yeah, but I still don't. I mean, did he have charges of molesting people or did he just have child porn charges? It was child porn charges. Okay, so he had even, there's no charges to say he progressed through the molestation and rape either. No. So he wouldn't have gone from child porn to murder. You wouldn't think. Yeah, you would think he would have progressed. And my whole thing while I was reading that, because a lot of other podcasters are sitting there going, like I read a lot of them that their title was, The Killer's Been Caught. Yeah. You're, I'm, I'm listening to this, and then they start kind of backtracking a little bit. Go, well, maybe it's not him. Because I don't believe it's him. It yeah. doesn't fit the criteria. Yeah, I'm not following it. But he makes for good media because he looks like he looks like a molester. Yeah, totally. He's got the look. Yeah. We did that with another dude who was innocent. Um, I can't remember. It was just a few weeks ago, too, where he had uh, the... the, uh, the John Christie was, and his neighbor? I can't freaking remember who the hell it was. Tell me what the, the case was. I can't remember the case. I just remember that he got arrested, and then the police said, no, he's not the person, but the media blew it up and then ruined the student's Ooh, life. That was in the Danny Rowling where that kid yes. was at the university, and he had the scars on his face. Yeah. Yeah, totally Because he made for good media. Totally. Yeah. I think that, that Klein's the same way. I, I think he's a sick bastard. Me too. But, you know, try and convict him for shit that he actually did. Yeah, exactly. That's my whole thing right there is... 
don't be hauling in all these people because the media is going to, whether they're convicts or not, that's not the point. Right. Because the media is going to say, oh, they have a suspect. And then you're going to blast that picture all over. So people are automatically going to assume they killed these two girls. Right. And no I matter this, what. I saved this part for the end because I didn't put it in there. But uh, from what I had heard and read is that they actually found three things that would be considered a signature of this killer. And one of those things, they didn't mention two, but one of them was a piece of, uh, of religious kind of an artifact type of a thing. Like it, so, it could be a cross, it could be a Buddha. I don't fucking know, but they didn't really say. Hmm. Some kind of religious iconography. Hmm. That brings us back to the Austin Sink case, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, try to throw off the police by thinking it's a religious fanatic. Right. 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 So, I don't know. This case confuses me. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how this one plays out. Me too, me too. And hopefully they catch the dude, because that's just, that's fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's everything that I have for this one. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, wait, we forgot to mention, because today is the Wednesday episode. Oh, yes, it is. That there is a 14-year-old in Renton, Washington, who was just oh, yeah. fucking picked up and arrested for murdering somebody. And they believe he at least killed one other one. So we are going to follow that case and kind of give you, I mean, we didn't do it this week because we just got the notice yesterday that we're going to follow this case and try to give you snippets all the time about it. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. This, this is going to be here. an ongoing case because a, even if he only killed the one person, he's a child. So he'd be featured with us. anyway. He'd be a would be killer. Yeah. But if he's a real serial killer, that's even better. Not better for the families, but, you know, just for us, for us. Yeah. But no. So we are going to follow that case very closely and give you as much information as we can. Yeah. Groovy. Yeah. So pay attention, people. We're on cutting edge here. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium. Crime Beat, that's on Medium, wherever you get your blogs from. We're we're everywhere. Everywhere. We're like a disease. <laughs> that's scary. They're infected. Nothing? Nothing? Hello? Bueller? Bueller? STD. <laughs> Are they pregnant, too? <laughs> Could be. Could be. Because that's the most fucking predominant SUV out there. SUV or STD? STD. That's what I meant Jesus to say. Shut Christ. up. This show's copyright 2021 by... 2022, bitch. Fuck me. That's twice in a row. This show's copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.